I'm Richard Randall. Welcome back to The Real Estate Voice with Barb Schlinker. It's the weekly radio show that informs and educates you on how to buy or to sell real estate with Barb Schlinker. She's the owner of Your Home Sold Guaranteed Realty and the only person I would trust with any kind of real estate transaction. Speaking of which, real estate clauses, legal real estate clauses that help you or hurt you in a real estate transaction and what you can do about them. Barb, in the last segment, we we talked about how it's a seller's market, which means in many cases, the home sellers get to choose from multiple offers, but it is a legal transaction. There are some legal clauses in real estate contracts that can help you or hurt you in a real estate transaction. Tell us about some of them. Walk us through it. Yes, thanks. Now, um, first of all, you want to make sure that you're hiring a real estate agent that actually understands contracts. It, it, it To purchase a home it's probably 20 page agreement okay now the the state division of real estate wanted to make sure that they're understandable right they they didn't want to make it very legalese there's not a lot of super fancy words in our state forms and the weirdest thing about the state of Colorado is we don't have to explain them there's no requirement for a licensed real estate agent to explain the contracts that were given to quote practice law without a license with and we are allowed to explain them but we don't have to explain them which is kind of surprising so i've heard of agents in the past that would just email a seller a 30 page doc, 20 page document and go oh it looks like a good offer i'd sign it and that's terrible in my opinion it's really malpractice and you shouldn't be doing that because People don't do this every day. They want to understand it. And that's one of the things I like to do is make sure I go over that that contract with a fine-tooth comb because chances are there's going to be some provision in there that the other agent's going to hold the seller's feet to the fire to make sure it gets done. Things like inclusions in the contracts, uh, concessions, uh, what what how much are the sellers going to have to pay besides commission, tax, and title for closing costs. Um, what uh, what are the dates and deadlines? How much time does the buyer have to back out no harm, no foul? A lot of times they'll put it right up until closing, which is kind of scary for a seller. I mean, if you think about it, it's a very buyer-friendly state in these contracts, and there are probably 10 or 11 things that the buyer can back out, no harm, no foul. But the seller is obligated. There are very few things that the seller has to get out of a contract. And it's only if the buyer gives them permission, like if they ask for inspection repairs or if it doesn't appraise at the agreed upon sales price and the seller does not, the buyer does not withdraw those objections. Those kind of things are the only opportunities for a seller to back out. So put yourself in the seller's shoes. They accepted this contract. The buyer has an opportunity to bail and get their earnest money out all the way up until a day or two before closing. And yet the seller has to move out prior to closing. So what if they change their mind? It, it's There could be some landmines. So that's why you really need to hire a good real estate agent that knows what's going on. So, um, you know, the other piece that I see all the time is these agents will create what I call language in blue. So the language in black is already coded into and approved by the state division of real estate for us to use as licensed real estate agents. But the language in blue is free form and it's getting very interesting they will create these extraordinarily long and ridiculous clauses which i believe because i've 
been in the business a while, these agents see that their broker or somebody else in their office is using it and going, oh yeah, that's cool. I'll use that to quote, protect my client. And so here are some of the things that I see. These are my favorites that I always make sure I read and do not allow the seller or recommend to the seller that they do not accept these clauses. This is a clause that we see in the paragraph 10.6.1.2, which is called due diligence. There doesn't have to be anything in there, but sometimes they'll have 15 line paragraphs in there. But look at this language. It says that the seller will disclose any documentation in the seller's possession that could affect the future value of the property and or the buyer's ownership or use of the property. So first of all, how would they know? Nobody can predict the future. Second of all, how do they know how the buyer is going to use the property? I don't know who wrote that or really what is its intent was, but it it's a landmine and it opens the door for sellers to be sued. So I always make sure they don't sign that. This is one I got recently, which I thought was hilarious. It said any negative conditions in the neighborhood or of a neighbor, which may not be apparent to the buyer that may affect the values of the real estate. Okay, that it's like, really, we have to tell about what the neighbors are doing? It's, it's unacceptable. So I don't have my clients sign it. Most people in their right minds would not sign off on these, but that's assuming they're even brought to their attention. And that's where I think the industry often fails. Um, my other statements are ones that create confusion. So the, the provisions and contracts about appraisals often do create confusion. Here's one that I spent probably an hour and a half talking with my seller about this one. Parties further agree that if the property does not appraise for the agreed upon sales price, the buyers will pay up to 15000 over the appraised value. So the question was, oh my God, <laughs> the question was, who's driving the market value here? Is it the appraiser or is it the seller? Right, Richard? Is that we spent an hour. Attorney, I am looking at that and I am thinking to myself, it's very easy for some of these people to, you know, just throw this into a contract. But thank God there are people like you who are looking at this and saying, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Tap the brakes here. Let's take a look at this. Yeah, and I've actually called these agents out on stuff like this and said, wait a minute, what are you saying? Are you saying that the appraiser drives the value of the home, not the market value? And they said, yes, we won't pay any more than what the appraisal appraiser says it's worth. I'm like, oh, well, okay. Is the appraiser going to buy the house? I mean, it, it's it's insane. So we, you have to have an agent that can read it and understand it. Uh, some other clauses that we get all the time, and if you have any questions and you're thinking of selling your home and you want an expert to help you, please give us a call at 719-301-3900. Let's talk about escalation clauses. These are my favorite. So what basically what they are is the buyer will come in if they know they're facing competition. And let's say that the asking price is 500 They make an offer at 500 with exception. So in another paragraph, they'll say, well... I'm willing to pay a thousand over the highest offer up to 507. Okay. And then maybe another buyer comes in with a similar offer. I'm willing to pay 2000 up to 507. But the question is when you get more than one of these is which one's the highest offer? 
you know, and then it then it comes down to looking at their pre-qualification, their pre-approval, the type of financing. There's all kinds of thoughts that go into these. But the question in my mind, first of all, these clauses have a contingency that that buyer has to see the other offer, which I think is an invasion of privacy, in my opinion. Uh, I don't like it. Um, and if they're willing to pay 507 and they know they have competition, why don't they just offer 507 if that is their best offer? So that's the way I handle it. If I know I have competition, I'll sit down with my buyers and say, look, we've got competition. This is what recent similar sales have done in the neighborhood. I think uh, the recent sales support the price maybe even a little bit more. What is that number? What is the highest number you are willing to pay in which anything above that, you're okay with somebody else getting the house? I'll ask them that question. I want to know what, what is your top line on this deal? And you're okay with letting it go if it goes above that. And once I know that number, not that necessarily they're going to write that offer, then we can work with that and make the best decision on what kind of clauses we're putting in on in our offers. But a lot of these agents do it without thinking about it. And they don't realize how the sellers view these. The seller's looking at the best offer that's going to perform. And that is strictly it, Richard. And it, many, many times they don't take the highest offer. It is the offer that they know that can get them to the finish line that has the best chance of closing without some buyer turning around and canceling the deal because of, oh, well, I couldn't get my financing or something like that. So you really need an agent that backs you up on that. Richard? Well, and that's exactly what I was going to say. Some of this seems like it would be so simple, but as a former trial attorney, one of the things I have learned, especially listening to you, talking with you, visiting with you, and, and sharing information with you when it comes to real estate is that there are so many variables. It's not as simple as here's the offer, here, here's the demand, and we've got, there are all of these complications. And you have been through this for decades. You're listening to the Real Estate Voice with Barb Schlinker of your home sold guaranteed realty. If you're thinking of making a move, call Barb at 719-301-3900. The only person I would even think of recommending or calling myself. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to be discussing top home shopping rules for buyers and how to make the purchase fun and easy. Plus, she's got a hot buyer alert for you. Stay tuned for all that. 